Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and with me today, I was going to say as always, but that's a lie. That's a straight-up lie. With me today is Charles Chuck Lawrence Thompson. How's it going over there, man? I'm back, baby. Yeah, I'm, surprised was, you didn't, I'm surprised you really didn't play the Eminem, Guess Who's Back Oh, song. yeah. I was going to do back that, but again, I, I didn't again, want to do the uh, copyright infringement thing, you know. Chuck is back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend. That was really good, no? man. Do you want to keep going on that? You didn't want to play something like that? Well, because we would get that copyright. I created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I... We would get the copyright infringement tag on YouTube and on Facebook if we if we oh, played okay. something like well, that. So we 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 own some of the material that's played there at the beginning. So yeah. you know you know how infringe, it works. Infringe this. Speaking YouTube. of, I was going to tell you this beforehand, but I guess I might as well do it now. Speaking of owning material, got a BMI payment today. This is random. One of our songs they just paid out for eight hundred and thirty thousand radio plays. Wow. <laughs> nice what the heck i was like who's playing the song who's (laughs) playing this how does that work but thanks yeah sure go ahead you know what that pays out four hundred dollars i was gonna say four (laughs) dollars that's what it pays out yeah hey don't spend it all in one place man i'll try not to so anyway this is the good morning liberty podcast we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to And if you're interested in those things, it could be any of them, but hopefully all of them, then you need to go ahead and smash that subscribe button or that follow button, whatever app you're listening to. We put out a new episode. Go ahead and- Especially if you're against death. That's the main thing, like being against death. You know, that's what we do. And also uh, being concerned with finding the meaning in life while we're talking about all this crazy, crazy, terrible political stuff going on. You got to find what your meaning is, or you just won't be able to keep going. Charlie, did you find some meaning over the last week? I did. I actually found some meaning in the sand on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that life, life is good. So you, you were know? meant to not be productive it, whatsoever? No, no. Uh, oh, but okay. It's good to take a break. Oh, I got gotcha. you. You know, okay. you got to have, I mean, we've been, you know, heads down, especially during the, during the virus, you know, the coronavirus, <laughs> especially during that thing, the whole pandemic, you know, we've been heads down like busting our tails and I just uh you know a break sometimes is necessary and so to just not have to think about anything although I did I was reading this really good leadership book by Jocko Willink uh, which my girlfriend made fun of me for continuing to read things that had information involved oh yeah while she was reading some like romance novel (laughs) and uh, I was like what if I'm gonna read a book then I might as well learn something you know yeah I can't read a, a fiction novel of any kind I've, right. I've i've well ever since i was forced to when i was in high school i guess or college i i can't do it it feels like a complete waste of time to me well there's so much more to learn yeah and uh so i mean i i plugged into that book is really good i'm actually well i'm over halfway through with it so automatically i'm a, I'm a good leader now there uh, you can't go you tell you read the book on leadership <laughs> So, Can't you tell? <laughs> did you guys read a book on leadership? No, Charlie did. So listen to what he has to say. He's going to lead you into the dark abyss, which is the the U.S. government and our social and our society overall. 
I am leader. <laughs> but you know, I I will say I did miss like I obviously I missed trading. Um, so that was because I because I didn't bring my laptop. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna completely unplug. Uh, so I, I miss trading. That's for sure. I miss doing the show. I miss hanging out with all you guys. I was checking out the videos and the comments and replying to y'all because it was just ridiculous. Today is blue shirt Thursday, by the way, because I wear a blue shirt every day. You want to know why? Because I want to. If you want to look at my closet, it's full of blue shirts. Make fun of me all you want. But, you know, blue's my color. Just is. You- I, I like dark blue and light blue and aqua blue, navy blue, black and blue. Teal blue? Yeah. Blue shrimp, blue crab. I like it all. <laughs> that, that That's about it. Yeah, that's about all. What I like is, is that you're owning it. You know, you, you've been, right. it's blue shirt every day and people have been giving you hell for it. And you just said, you know what? I'm going to keep wearing this Galdern blue shirt because that's who I am. I'm blue. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care what that country singer says. You know, blue is my color. <laughs> What's his name? Keith Urban? I don't know. <laughs> I, I so, well anyway anyway we can talk about I guess some news it's nice how to, was work while I was out uh it was work uh, I've been up since 4 30 today doing work and well, I mean, um, when I was gone like I was back today you're back now how was it when I was gone uh you know I I find that I'd get a lot more done you know <laughs> So when I'm out, I've done like 15 new trading videos in the, in the last week and, um, been putting out some extra Patreon material and writing a little bit more and, and just crushing the tweets and all that lately. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at good AM Liberty because good morning Liberty is too long, but yeah, just been. And how much of an asshole was I when I was gone? I sent you one thing. Yeah, that was it. That was bad enough. Yeah, <laughs> I just sent you one thing. Yeah, that that and that was t- too much. Yeah, that was yeah that was already too much. It was better before. So anyway, whatever, now, whatever. You do the math. Now that we got that out of the way, uh, I guess we can talk a little bit of news, a little bit of politics, and go through what's going on. You know, this whole coronavirus thing's been going on. Well, there's this guy named Bob Woodward who apparently is uh, a big deal when it comes to journalisming. And he he did this interview that's a obviously taken from Ben Shapiro, by the way. He I love it when he when he talks <laughs> their journal journalisming all over everyone. And that's what that's what's been happening. Now, this seems true. I don't think that this is some kind of some kind of fake news or anything. But basically what came out was that Trump was deliberately downplaying the virus in early February, late January time. And what he what basically came out was that he he basically said they wanted to play it down because he didn't want people to panic. And now of course this is getting the whole Trump lied, people died thing going, well if we just would have known because no news agencies and no one, the the CDC, the WHO, WHO, no other countries, nothing like that. No one was talking about how this virus was potentially going to be dangerous. We had no idea that the virus was going to be dangerous until Trump finally declared an emergency on March 16th or 13th or whatever it was. That was when the American people finally found out about the coronavirus. Before that, no one thought it was anything to worry about whatsoever. And if we just would have known sooner, then a lot less people would have died. So once again, Trump is killing people out there. Yeah. So that so that's what we're landing at. Now, over the last, Might as well have a knife in his hand. Yeah, 
over the last several days, it seemed like I've just been defending Trump a lot. And I, I really hate the left for making me do that because he didn't get my vote and he's not getting my vote this time. But I'm also not going to stand for things that I think are just completely off the wall. Or What if he pardons Snowden? If he... Man. I saw an article, I think it was last night, that someone said, if he pardons Snowden, then he, he would get my vote. You know, that's, that's something... I don't know. If, I'm not saying that's me. I just saw an article about it, and that's kind of makes it tough. That's something I would have to consider. I don't think he's going to lose any of his support. And that's one thing I think people really need to realize. People are pretty much decided right now. The biggest push is going to be getting people to actually go vote, to stand in the lines where there are lines and to get votes counted where votes need to be counted through the mail and things like that. I don't think there's a ton of undecided people right now. So doing these things like, oh, Turns out Trump's a liar. You're like, oh, I had no, man, I was going to vote for him. I've loved him this whole four years. And now it turns <laughs> yeah. out Trump's a liar. Well, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Like, no. Who actually thinks that that's going to happen? Does anyone well, think that's a thing? Breaking news. That's not Trump's real hair. Yeah. Like, like, oh, well, I'm not going to vote for him now. I just, I thought he had been keeping up with that same quaff for a while <laughs> now that it's, now that I know it's not his. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't some things that could come out that would stop people from voting for Trump. Uh, maybe we actually get a tape <sighs> of Trump on like Epstein's Island watching the new Netflix movie Cuties at the same time and with a bunch of girls while he's there. And maybe some of the evangelicals will consider skipping Election Day. Something like that. But to me, it's going to take something like that. I don't even know. Honestly, Trump said it, and I think it's probably true. He could kill someone, and there could be video of it. And more than likely, a lot of people are going to justify it because they'll be like, well, you know what? If Joe Biden gets in, way more people are going to die than that person right there. So uh, Todd said that I normally downplay the blue shirt, and if I'd only been honest with everyone sooner <laughs> on my blue shirts, then fewer people would have died. <laughs> if I'd have known about the blue shirt, I would never would have got the Patreon membership in the first place. <laughs> but now that I'm here, yeah, guess I'll a, listen in. Sunk cost. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we'll go through this and what was exactly said. I just, I don't know. I don't know if there are a lot of life changing, vote changing things that are going to happen. I think that there's another story coming out about how the. DHS secretary uh, was asked or someone uh, asked him, I can't remember, it's a whistleblower complaint, so I guess we don't know who it is. The DHS secretary asked them to remove some talk about Russian interference earlier in the year and instead talk about Chinese and Iranian interference. And so that was trending as well. And so th there's there's all kinds of things that are be go that are going to be going on. They might get Trump back in court or before Congress or be talking about it for Im impeachment because of this whole coronavirus thing in some kind of way. I don't know, and I don't think it's going to matter. I, I I really don't think it's going to matter. So yeah. Anyway, at this, the end of the day, Rome wasn't burned in one day. So that's that's like my that's, granddaddy used to say. You know, yeah. That's it. Ain't no matter. Al, no way. Yeah. You got to, uh, and Trump, he's going to jump on this and, and use it to his political advantage too. Anytime he sees an opportunity, he's going to find it. And I don't think it's going to help either side. Trump's someone who's going to take advantage of 
whatever opportunity, even if it's something bad, you know, you gotta, you gotta strike while the iron's in the fire. Like, uh, like like my daddy used to say, (laughs) yeah, that's what you got to do. So from Politico behind Woodward, September surprise, White House aides saw a train wreck coming, then jumped aboard. Okay. So said he offered lengthy meetings in the Oval Office and made phone calls at night from the White House, delivering Bob Woodward an unprecedented nine hours of access across 18 interviews. The interviews revealed that Trump was not candid with the public about the dangers of COVID-19, with the president telling Woodward he was playing it down, even though it was possibly five times more deadly than the flu. I still like playing it down. This is a quote from Trump. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic, Trump said in one audio clip released Wednesday. Now, my first question about this is during this time, when he offered lengthy meetings, why is this just now coming out in September? Yeah, that's a odd timing. It's because the guy's got a book coming out. That's, oh, okay. yeah, that's why mm. you see the the weird that this wasn't released in March or April or May or even June. Well, it, perhaps what about July? It's weird that the we guy just passed August. It's weird that the guy didn't take to Twitter right after Trump told him he was playing it down and say, "Hey, by the way." I have a feeling Trump might be killing millions of people, so I feel it's my moral obligation to tweet about the fact that President Trump just said he's playing the virus down and it could be five times more deadly than the flu. Because I am the journalist of all journalism's journalists. Yeah, because I'm going to journalism the hell out of this thing, and I'm going to wait until after the dust settles and the people die and all this, and then I'm going to release a book. And now we get to talk about our moral superiority while I knowingly, according to all of this, knew that more people were going to die and that the virus was very deadly, and I kept it so I could write my book instead. <laughs> so let's all listen to this guy because he's yeah. an amazing person. That's that's what Glad we got. He saved all those lives. Yeah. So as the White House and Trump campaign sought to tell a different story this fall about their handling the coronavirus, the book's releases renewing attention on the president's early missteps in a crisis that continues to disrupt hundreds of millions of American lives. The book's rollout will continue this weekend as Wilbert sits for a 60 Minutes interview ahead of its wide release September 15th. Just enough time for everyone to finish it before the election. <laughs> McKinney, McKinney, McKinney spent most McKinney, McKinney, McKinney. I don't know who cares. Spent most of a press briefing on Wednesday answering questions about the excerpts of the book, contradicting the president's own words released in audio recordings. She said the president never downplayed the virus. Once again, the president expressed calm. She said in trying to explain the gap between the president's public versus private private comments on the virus. Of course, the Democrats pounced on the the revelations, believing they demonstrated why Trump did not deserve re-election this fall. It was a life and death betrayal of the American people, former Vice President Joe Biden told reporters on Wednesday ahead of an event in Warren, Michigan. He knew he couldn't find his glasses. Yes, he he heard there was an early screening of the movie Cuties on Netflix. He knew. (laughs) Oh, God. He knew and purposefully played it down. Worse, he lied to the American people. Oh, my God. A president lied about something. This is egregious. We've got to we've got to stop this. 
The president's own words spell out the devastating truth. Trump was fully aware of the catastrophic nature of the coronavirus, but hid the facts and refused to take the threat seriously, leaving our entire country exposed and unprepared. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said between her hair salon appointments. <laughs> I added that last part in. Yeah, so the la- that wasn't from Politico. Yeah. That so was, yeah. So that. What do you think? What are your What do you think about this man? I'm trying not to just sound like someone who gets on a freaking microphone and defends Trump every single day, but damn, you left for making me it's do just, this. It's clear partisan politics, and you know the sheer fact that this guy held on to this information for book sales. It just tells you the motivation right there. The second thing is, is there were plenty of people from the left, you know, when Trump closed down the borders, that said that he was just a you know, a xenophobic and there was nothing wrong. You could go to your local Chinatown in LA or New York. And you had the, the health departments from different States like New York and California saying that there was no big deal, that this wasn't going to be that big of a deal and all of those things. And, you know, although you could say, I, you know, I can't say Trump didn't downplay the, you know, the effects of the virus, but at the same time, I think we took some pretty drastic, drastic measures once we figured out, um, you know, how, how deadly it was. I don't, you know, the government screws a lot of things up and they always do. This is why we shouldn't trust them to begin with. Um, you know, but the CDC screwed up the tests and we didn't have all the information out there. And was Trump actually holding back information? I don't know. Like I, with him saying, you know, I didn't want to cause a panic. Cause what did he say specifically? Because if you read this article, you can tell here that they have a couple quotes and then they put in their own words. Cause it says quote, playing it down end quote, even though it was possible, uh, possibly five times quote, more deadly unquote than the flu. So he didn't say that entire sentence. He just said, playing it down and more deadly. And then he said, quote, I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic end quote. Yeah. So, so in, in, inside of and this is kind of like you know crisis training 101 the first thing you don't want to do when a crisis is occurring is panic because if you panic then you can't make any good decisions you have to be able to step outside of the situation and analyze all of what the impact would be based on decisions that you make and then try to make the best decision possible from there but if the if step one is panic and you create a panic It'd have been a lot worse than just a toilet paper shortage. Yeah, that's the the thing I've been thinking about. If you're in a leadership position and you find out that there's something massive that might be about to happen, I, my my initial assumption would be that you want to make sure that there's something you can do about it that would give you a reason to give people a cause for panic. Like you don't want to just cause a panic if all of a sudden that's going to make everything worse than what it currently is. And it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like if they would have came over the, uh, the intercoms on the Titanic and said, seriously, guys, this thing's going to be at the bottom of the ocean in two hours. Good luck. Like that. That's not, that's not what you would want to do. You would want to start calmly getting people onto lifeboats or calmly calling for help and seeing if there's something you can do and you can use whatever analogy you want to. Maybe the Titanic isn't the best one for coronavirus uh, because it had much, much higher mortality rate. But 
I, I don't think that doing anything to cause people to panic is a great thing. Not to, you know, and then another thing on the side of this, like you mentioned, he did shut off travel from China, which is the heaviest populated country on the planet. And he did that on January 31st. And that travel ban took place, uh, went into effect on February 2nd. And in, so in my opinion, when the U.S. president bans travel from the heaviest populated country on the planet in uh, on the last day of January, maybe you take that as an inclination that there could be something serious, potential. Yeah, I mean, all those senators did when they sold their stuff. Yeah, yeah, they knew. <laughs> they got they got in the right trades beforehand. And Todd brings up a good point. He says, "Why didn't Pelosi say anything sooner? She receives daily intelligence reports." She has the same information that Trump had. Yeah. And so so do the you know the few senators who all sold their shares. They get the highest level of intelligence briefings as well. It's, it's not just the president who gets those intelligence briefings. Not to mention basically everyone was saying that masks are completely ineffective and then later came out and said that well they are effective. We were just saying that so people wouldn't go out and buy all the masks. Basically, that they weren't wanting the cause to run on the masks, that they wanted to make sure they got into the proper places and that people were able to go out and buy them. They didn't want to cause everyone to go out and buy up all of them all of a sudden, which basically mm -hmm. kind of the it's the same thing. I don't remember all the different people that came out saying that masks were not effective. I think who did? I think the CDC did. Um, I think I think a lot of people did. And then it comes out later, well, they actually are. And then it comes out later, well, we actually knew that they could do some benefit. We just didn't want to cause a panic. When it came to all the different, when it came to people going to buy all the masks. So I see yeah. you had to fix your, uh, your, your Trump thing up there. My trumpet fell down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Trumpty Dumpty. <laughs> Trumpty Dumpty. Very nice. Sat on a wall. So uh, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Uh, my only answer for this is, hey, don't rely on the U.S. government to get you everything that you need. Don't rely on the U.S. president to tell you all the information you need to have. Don't set up a system where all of that information can only come from those people. Uh, maybe we have way too much power inside of the federal government and, and especially inside of the executive branch. And maybe we should do something to uh, take that down a notch because presidents lie. That's actually one of the main criteria for becoming a president, a uh, politician I mean, in I general. saw this as early as Armageddon. Yeah, I know. know. When that <laughs> massive rock was heading towards the earth, they didn't tell anyone. I mean, it caused mass hysteria, looting, crime would go up. In Deep Impact, they knew stuff. about Basically it for the worst months. parts of the Bible. Deep Impact, they knew about it for months beforehand. And they, right. and they kept to the secret. And it was a journalist, journalisming, that found out that there was something bad happening. And they said they didn't want to create a panic. It's science. Look it up. Okay, you can watch it. And it's all obviously uh, real. So anyway. Right after you watch Braveheart. Right after that, which I am going to consider watching this weekend because it's on YouTube TV this weekend. What? Yeah. So what? I'll look into it. We'll see. Hey, y'all, pay attention now. I don't, this, <laughs> I don't know. Times are changing. There's a lot of other movies out there that I could watch, so <laughs> I I need to see. I need to watch the preview and see what's going on. Which the yeah. preview is going to be hilarious because it's a '90s movie. It's gonna be like, in a world where you know. <laughs> so now I'm much for you know make of this what you will. I I am <clears> much more for 
giving Americans as much information as possible. Yeah. And if some people panic, well, that's on them. I feel like there should be as much information as you possibly can so that you can make the best decision for yourself and for your family. Um, so, you know, but it's tough. Like when you're in that position, what do you do? Like not all information is pertinent information. I get that. But at the same time, you know, shouldn't Americans themselves, uh, aren't they smart enough to discern for themselves what the information means and, and how to best apply that information to make decisions for their own life? So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm also along the same lines. I guess that is a good disclaimer to put. I, I don't like the idea that anyone in the government would, would, would hold things to try and basically manipulate and control the population. But when you are inside, when you are in that position, what do you do? And you also have to realize that whatever information Trump had on the virus in January probably wasn't accurate whatsoever. Like at that time, you know, we thought the mortality rate was 5% or something more than that for the mortality rate, which turns out to be extremely false. And if you go out there and you say this thing has a mortality rate of 5%, like people in the media did the whole time, guess what? They were wrong the whole time. The mortality rate is much lower than that. And when they say five times more deadly than the flu, I think it's interesting to see news organizations saying this could be five times more deadly than the flu. Everyone realized that that means it's like 95% less deadly than what you guys said it is. So it's, I don't know if all the math works out on that quite very much, but five times more deadly than the flu, that'd make it like 0.5% mortality rate, something like that. They were saying it's 5%. It's around, yeah, Yeah. that's around. So anyway, it comes out to um, uh, 95% less deadly, uh, which, which could or, or could not be accurate. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that, ma'am. I, I just feel like this, I mean, I don't, you know, when, why is no one calling out the Bob Wilbur guy for waiting to release the information in the book right before the election? Like, if you yeah. literally think that this caused like a uh, hundred thousand people to die because of this, why aren't you calling out Bob Woodford for tweeting about this immediately after he finished the interview with Trump? Isn't there some blood on your hands, yeah. Mr. Woodford? So a little bit of blood on your hands too, man. Like, do you have any moral obligation as a journalist whatsoever, you could have put the stuff on an SD card inside of a Rubik's cube and then jetted off to Russia <laughs> and released the information and been a real man like freaking Edward Snowden is. Okay. So yeah. anyway, Charlie, tell me about the next one. Yeah. So this is kind of cool, a cool story. Um, although it'll probably get as much traction as uh, term limits and uh, salary caps for Congress, but Ben Sassy, he's not sassy with Massey. But Ben Sassy, just a regular old senator uh, from Nebraska, he calls for repealing the 17th Amendment, eliminating popular vote Senate elections, how it was intended. So Senator Ben Sassy called to repeal the 17th Amendment on Tuesday, which would eliminate the requirement that U.S. senators be elected by popular votes. In a Wall Street Journal op-ed titled Make the Senate Great Again, Sassy called for an end to the amendment along with other changes to the Senate aimed at promoting debate, not ending it. He also recommended abolishing standing committees, requiring senators to show up for debates, implementing 12-year term limits, and requiring senators to live together in dorms when in Washington. All right. <laughs> it's like, we're going to college. <laughs> we're going to college and uh, where we practice the Constitution, folks. 
What would the founding fathers think of America if they came back to life? Sassy wrote, their eyes would surely bug out first at our technology and wealth, but I suspect they'd also be stunned by the deformed structure of our government. The Congress they envisioned is all but dead. The Senate in particular is supposed to be the place where Americans hammer out our biggest challenges with debate. That hasn't happened for decades, and the rot is bipartisan. Before the 17th Amendment was ratified in 1913, which <laughs> happens to be, I think, one of the worst years in American history. Yeah, it really is. Um, Wood, uh, Woodrow Wilson, right? In 1913, yeah. Just it's overall the about the... I mean, income tax was the 16th Amendment, the, Fed. the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah. All kinds of stuff happened. Um, Article 1 of the Constitution mandated that each state legislature vote to send two senators to Washington. Sassy argues that returning control to state legislators would be a way of increasing local control in the Senate in a time of polarization and nationalization in politics. This is what made America more of a republic, by the way, too, because the state interest was just as important as people's interest. Because the, when it comes to arguing uh, in what the federal government was going to be allowed to control. And so you had state interest in protecting their sovereignty as a, as a sovereign state against a tyrannical federal government. And that barrier, one of those barriers, that one with the 17th Amendment was removed. Well, basically removes the idea, sorry, to, just to add to that, Charles, uh, the idea that we are 50 separate sovereign states that have formed a union together for the purposes of the the limited amount of things that the federal government is supposed to do. So when you remove the the representation from those states in Washington, the states themselves and change it to a popular vote instead, it really just nullifies the entire idea of why we have the Senate and the the Congress and the and the representatives. It, I mean, I know we still get some checks and balances and things still work out where one side controls this and one side controls the other, but it's, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to be, which is that each of these sovereign nations basically that have joined together are supposed to get representation in the federal government. So anyway, correct quote. Different states bring different solutions to the table, and that ought to be reflected in the Senate's national debate, he wrote. The old saying used to be that all politics is local, but today, thanks to the Internet, 24-7 cable news, and a cottage industry dedicated to political addiction, politics is polarized and national. That would change if state legislatures had direct control over who serves in the Senate. The Nebraskan senator also suggested ridding the Senate of cameras because in the presence of cameras, senators, quote, aren't trying to learn from witnesses, uncover details or improve legislation. They're competing for sound bites. I don't know if I agree with that one, <laughs> but quote, without posturing for cameras, Republicans and Democrats cooperate on some of America's most complicated and urgent problems, he wrote. Um, but then you wouldn't have Mitch McConnell's great voice and, you know, all those voices Mitch, we like. Mitch McConnell. In the Senate. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Um, uh, ben Sasse. Uh. What about that idea of having all of them live in dorms together, though? That's like, kind of crazy. Can we at least get a reality TV show out of that? Like, it, yeah. I mean, we need to have cameras on because that. Hey, they work for us. All right, so they need to be they need to be supervised at all times. Uh, I think that we have potentially the best real world version that we could ever have. You know, like old school real world or Big Brother, ironically, 
would be a, a really funny thing to actually just watch and see what goes on inside that building. It'd probably be a lot of uh, scantily clad girls interchanging throughout the night, more than likely, is what I imagine God. it looking like. Something like that, and dump trucks full yeah. of money pulling up to the back door. Yeah, which would be perfect for Netflix. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really <laughs> only if they're underage. So, yeah. I think that's interesting. It would also give people a terrible joke, more focused attention when they're going around burning down buildings. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I said terrible joke before I said the joke, so it's okay. Yeah, which clearly yeah nullifies any, it, you know indictment on your part of how horrible that would there be. There can be no condemnation it, because I disclaimer that it was a joke before saying it. Right. Okay. Don't burn down exactly. buildings. That is not how we get things done these days. Well, yeah. these days it is, but that's not how we should get things done. So. This is uh to me, this is really uh, such an important thing that I think would bring back a lot more balance to the overreach of the federal government, uh, you know, there probably would still be some, but maybe it would take a lot. It would have taken a lot longer than the last hundred years indicated of how much the government, the federal government, thinks it can control things like healthcare and land and water and air and sea. Yeah, all those things that they shouldn't have any purview over whatsoever without the approval of the uh, of the several states. And so, but, you know. They skirted around that. Just to clarify, the way that this would work, the way that it used to work, is each state would still get their two senators in the U.S. Senate. Instead, what would happen, instead of it being up to a popular vote inside of the state, it would actually be voted on by the state legislature and the, you know, the state house, the state senate, on who is going to be in the U.S. Senate representation for those states. So that is the way that that would actually work. So every state would still have the same representation. And I really like Ben Sassy's point about how this would focus politics more on the local, because then when you know that your state legislators are the ones that are going to be voting on and picking the people to go represent you in the U.S. Senate, then that will immediately shift more focus towards the state legislators instead of towards the U.S. legislators which I think would be an amazing thing for everyone. It would keep all of the, it would keep all of the corruption local, which is how I like my corruption. So I, I think that's the best way to do it. So that they put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I like my corruption local. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tell so me about good. the next one real quick too. You want me to get this one out? Yeah, let's go ahead and okay. throw it out there. Everybody's getting, I mean, this is like Oprah, by the way. This so stimulus is like Oprah. You get a check and you get a check and you get a check. Not me. You know, Not you. everyone else. Not me. <laughs> All right. Austrians are getting $1,200 U.S. stimulus checks by mistake. Some are cashing them anyway. Where do you go to cash those in Austria? By I, the way? I mean, I guess you just I go got to a your United bank. States Department of, yeah, you just, hey, man, please cash this. It's a this. check. Hey, the U.S. Hundreds government of, sent me money. And they're like, oh, we have yeah, a special hundreds. bank just for the U.S. government sending people money. <laughs> Hundreds of Austrians have cashed U.S. stimulus checks in the past few months, most of whom are ineligible for the $1,200. How is it only most? Are some eligible? I don't know. For the U.S. stimulus check <laughs> in Austria? Meant to help Americans during the coronavirus pandemic, the Washington Post reported. NPR reported last month that thousands of foreign workers in other countries also received the stimulus check by mistake. The glitch impacted the, the government glitch. has so many glitches. <laughs> 
the glitch in the matrix impacted people who were in the u.s on temporary work visas government officials and tax experts told npr that sometimes foreign workers file incorrect tax returns sounds like they filed correct ones for them (laughs) um can you guys let me know what form that was so we can make sure that uh, (laughs) that's what everyone in all the other other countries are saying well you guys are handing out money so right anyway or can we just make our tax process so much simpler since you already know what i owe you yeah you just tell me what i owe you so i can pay it Stop making me pay yeah. someone else to tell me a possibly incorrect number that I owe you. Well, you tell me what you tell me what I owe you, what like what my thievery price is, <laughs> and I'll check to make sure you're right, and then then we'll agree. Yeah, yeah, I think that's how it should be. There should make a negotiation out of this, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, just a little bit of headline news for you. Just goes to show you that the government can't even give out your money in any type of efficient manner. They can't even give away free things in an efficient manner. They still mess that up. So Wes says, silly Austrians, don't they know those checks will bounce? <laughs> <laughs> United States account is way in the negative. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so... And Jeff is wondering if uh, Arnold got his. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the tapa! Get to the bank! <laughs> <laughs> Get to... Gosh, <laughs> Jack! okay u.s gives first ever okay for small commercial nuclear reactor guys i don't know if you know this but climate change is going to kill everyone if donald trump doesn't do it first okay so we got to be super worried about climate change and if you are worried about climate change we do happen to think that it's a possibility that things that we do could affect the climate that is possible, of course, and that the climate could be changing, although we do not know that that is due to human actions. We just know that it's possible for climates to change because that's the truth, and climates do change. The Earth's been here for for billions of years, and it's likely not been uh, exactly what it is right now throughout that entire time. And even going in through the old ice age periods and all that kind of stuff, I don't know who burned all the gas and put it in the atmosphere to create the first ice age, but those darn dinosaurs got what was coming to them. Okay, so listen, it is possible. And I think that nuclear energy is quite possibly the best solution we have for this. I I really do. I think that we've found a solution. Even people like the evil evil Bill Gates found a good solution for this that he was building in China, and then the Department of Energy stopped him from being able to do that. He found a way to provide energy to, oh, I don't know, like the whole U.S., a lot of people using nuclear waste that we've already got sitting in Paducah, Kentucky, all right, it's just already sitting there. And anyway, it's called the Traveling Wave Reactor. It's pretty cool. Just one of the projects that he's working on. And anyway, this company out of uh, Idaho has created this small commercial nuclear reactor that is su- supposed to be really safe. All the meltdowns that you guys have in your mind of when this happened, those were things that were running on like 1950s, 1960s technology. Okay, and the thing that happened in Fukushima, they lost power. They, they put everything on generators to keep it cool, and they put the generators right next to a, a wall that was right next to the ocean, 
And then there was a tsunami that came through and the water went over the wall and killed all of the generators. Okay, these are things that are easily escapable when it comes to nuclear technology being dangerous. And uh, we just need to learn from the previous technology. Anyway, the U.S. gives first ever okay for small commercial nuclear reactor. Boise, Idaho, Associated Press. U.S. officials have for the first time approved a design for a small commercial nuclear reactor and a Utah energy cooperative wants to build 12 of them in Idaho. Sorry, the company's Mm. from Utah and they want to build them in Idaho to make sure they're safe. (laughs) The U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission on Friday approved Portland-based news. That's based out of Portland now. Wow. Is is there a Portland, Utah? uh, I don't know. Who knows? This is nuts. Where is this? Where is this from? Is this a, it's actually from China, I bet. That's where it's actually from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's built in Mormon country, so no one's going to Portland, care. Ba- well, they can be in multiple places at once. Portland-based <laughs> New Scale Power's application for the small modular reactor that Utah, uh, all kinds of words, plans to build at a U.S. Department of Energy site in eastern Idaho. So they're allowing it to be built for a U.S. Department of Energy site. That's what they've approved it for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for anyone else. But we need to start saving money over at the the DOE sites. So anyway, the small reactors can produce about 60 megawatts of energy or enough to power more than 50,000 homes or send a DeLorean back in time. The proposed project includes 12 small modular reactors. The first would be built in 2029 with the rest in 2030. So not until 10 years. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. But hey, plan ahead. That's what people do. You right. know, that's what we got to start doing. New Scale says the reactors have advanced safety features. By the way, the one that Bill Gates helped uh, come up with, or funded at least, they, they were already building, and they got shut down in the process of building it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, including self-cooling and automatic shutdown. The Utah Associated Municipal Power System already has agreements with the Energy Department to build the reactors at the federal agency's 890-square-mile site that includes the Idaho National Laboratory a nuclear research facility that would help the development of the reactors. Okay, so the DOE has spent more than $400 million of your money since 2014 to hasten the the development of small modular reactors, or SMRs. So they've spent about (laughs) half a billion dollars to try and slow down the the building of these things so far. And Bill Gates probably spent, uh, what, a fourth of that? Yeah, I don't know. This is just what they were spending to try and stop people from from building these things. And then they're going to approve them for one of their one of their own sites. Uh, Quote, DOE is proud to support the licensing and development of new scales, power modular, they publicly tradable and other SMR technologies that had the potential (laughs) to bring clean and reliable power to arenas never thought possible by nuclear reactors in the U.S. and soon the world. And this just in Kodak is building their first ever nuclear reactor. No, just kidding about the Kodak part. I just thought, hey, might as well. They can't figure out what they're going to use their facilities for. So anyway, it could be film, could be medications. I don't know. The Energy Cooperative has embarked on a plan called the Carbon Free Power. So this is for people who care about the, the environment. If you're worried about climate change and you're worried about global warming or cooling or or whatever the thing that's going to kill us is, the the... Nuclear power is uh, uh, pretty darn good, and there are people who have invented ways for it to be extremely safe and very efficient. Okay, that you have to wonder if there's ever some back channel dealing going here. Oh, why don't we just uh, 
let people build this thing that could provide energy to the whole country at a way cheaper price or to the whole world at a way cheaper price and to not have mm -hmm. any carbon emissions. Who would have interest in stopping people from doing <gasps> that? Uh, mm. A lot of people is the answer. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. would have interest in doing that. There's my conspiracy theory for the day. So uh, the Carbon Free Power Project aims to supply carbon-free energy to its nearly 50 members, mostly municipalities, in six western states. The company plans to buy the reactors from New Scale, then assemble them in Idaho. The company is also looking to bring on other utilities that would use the power generated by the reactors. So it says the members themselves would use a portion of the, re the electricity, but other utilities would become involved and be able to purchase power from the utility. So anyway, man, I mean, hmm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty down with the whole nuclear reactor thing. As long as it's not next to my house. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, yeah, as long as they keep it in Utah and Idaho, it's fine. Yeah, and we do have a, out there. quite a few open spaces that we could test some of this out on. You know, I was really surprised about the fact, I, don't, I guess I'd never looked outside of an airplane before, but what is it? Like 5% of the U.S. has actually developed something like that. <clears throat> like we right. have kind of this idea that we're running out of space or that we're way overdeveloped or something. Just look outside of an airplane window when you're flying sometime, you'll see a couple things. One, the earth is round. And two, you'll see that most of the time you're not going to be over any buildings. Most of the time you're just going to be over land and that's all it's going to be. So I think there's a lot of places they could put things like this, where if something did happen, maybe it wouldn't kill a whole city's worth of people. I don't know. Just it's about 5.4% says, uh, 3% of the land in the U.S. Um, is developed that is home to 75% of the population. How about that little Pareto right there? So, <laughs> there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of land we still yeah. got. So uh, just a little bit more information on these things if you're interested. The modular reactors are light water reactors, not heavy water, which are the vast majority of reactors now operating. But modular <laughs> reactors are designed to use less water than traditional reactors and have a passive safety system so they shut down without human action should something go on. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission's approval of the design means the agency is satisfied with such, that such technology will work properly. There are currently 95 licensed commercial nuclear reactors operating in the U.S., generating about 20% of the nation's energy. I did not realize that it was that much, honestly. Wow. According to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. 95 commercial hmm. reactors generating 20% of the nation's energy. I mean, why don't we just build another 400 of these Galdern things and stop talking about it? Good Lord. Wasn't uh, Bill Gates' model didn't even use water, did it? Uh, it used this uh, liquid metal is what it was using That's around right. it. And it. And it ran off of nuclear waste, which they said that there was enough nuclear waste in Paducah, Kentucky, to power uh, everything we needed for like 100 years, I think, is what yeah, they said. Something insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Real, real crazy. Real crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like if we're going to be worried about these wildfires burning in California, of course, climate change is killing everyone. That's what's actually happening um, is what you would take from the news. I've seen tweets from, say, Gavin Newsom, the governor, saying last year we had 84,000 wildfires or acres burned, probably wildfires. And this year we've had a 170 trillion point seven. And I don't know what the actual numbers are. Those are roundabout numbers. 
And he's like, climate change is real. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. This is all started by a gender reveal party, know, by the way. I know. Have you seen the memes on that? I have. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I saw this one of a knight. <clears throat> he was like a full armor. And he had like a sword and a shield and said battling, um, I don't know, COVID-19 and something else, uh, you know, protests. And then there, the second picture was the same guy, but he had an arrow like right through the tiny slit for his eyes. And it said uh, gender reveal party on the arrow. <laughs> um, Anthony Jeselnik would tweet. Uh, so anyway, uh, what was the sex of the baby? <laughs> That's right. what he would tweet. Uh, or maybe Did we find out maybe some leftists could start saying, see, this is the problem with assigning genders. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I don't, I'm sure some people have made it, but can you imagine like a spoof gender reveal party? Like when someone is, is 17 or 18, something like that. And you throw yourself a gender reveal party. I thought that would be a pretty yeah. good idea for like a, a skit would. on some kind of show that would be canceled immediately. I thought that would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cancel, oh gosh, I had to have Charlie Next watch this up. video beforehand because this is hard to watch, yeah. man. Yeah, avert your eyes. Yeah, so this whole cancel Netflix thing is trending on Twitter right now, and uh, if you haven't seen that happening, don't worry, we found it for you. It is uh, well, currently number four, was it number three? So it's losing a little bit of steam, you know, falling down in the rankings just a little bit. Number one trending thing, by the way, really interesting is Skip Bayless. Is that his name? Yeah, Skip Bayless uh, said that he had no... That Dak Prescott came out and said that he was uh, suffering from depression and that he thought that he should talk about it to let other people know that they should talk about it as well and because his brother committed suicide earlier in the year. And oh, wow. Prescott said that he was going through some some tough times and just wanted to talk about it. And Skip Bayless came out and said that he had no sympathy for him, that he was the leader of a football team and he didn't need to be airing out the fact that he was depressed because he's that's damaging to the rest of the team and people are going to use what? it against him and all that just like completely cold, just, just terribleness. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, man, I get there's a football franchise. This is a company, whatever, but all these people are human beings. If Jerry Jones wants to do something about this and say, hey, Dak Prescott, you damaged the team, so we're going to get rid of you, then leave that to Jerry Jones. Other than that, if a famous person like the quarterback for the most valuable sports franchise in the world wants to talk about the fact that even he was depressed, then let him do it. And that mental health is important. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there that need, that need to hear that it's okay. And that a lot of people are going not through that. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I don't think he's going to make it on whatever network he's on, probably ESPN or whatever, because uh, he's been he's been number one trending for quite a while today, and so that's that's not going to go over well for him. Just completely egregious comments from him. But anyway, uh, down the list a little bit is cancel Netflix, and this is happening because of a new movie released by Netflix called Cuties, and I'm going to go ahead and show you guys the video, and I will just warn you, it is uh, disgusting, and I don't know that I should show it even. I was watching Louder with Crowder earlier, and he refused to show the video, but the video the is everywhere, 
and it's even on Netflix. So I don't know if that means uh, that we would have any effect on the popularity of the video. So um, I'm going to go ahead and, and show it to you guys with the, with the obvious disclaimer that this is depicting children in a very, very sexual manner. And it, it is, is pretty bad. They're, they're dancing on a stage, uh, wearing hardly anything and dancing like they're just straight up strippers on a pole or something like that. And anyway, it's just, a. It's, re it's real gross. It's real gross. Yeah. So we'll, we'll play it real quick for you guys. So just a bunch of 11, 12-year-old girls dancing on stage wearing hardly any clothing, um, doing all the moves that you would imagine. Uh, well, I mean, they're even... They're way more sexual than what you would imagine like the Cowboys cheerleaders doing. It's like Cowboys cheerleaders mixed with um, professional strippers. I, I don't know, man. What's your initial reaction to that? My initial reaction is that um, that I think it's absolutely uh, disgusting for girls that age. Now, look, I'm a libertarian, so if you're, you know, if you're an adult and you want to do that, go for it but for for kids who don't even know a word yet hardly know a <laughs> word you know who um at, at that age because it, it's supposed to be depicting 11 year old girls right uh yeah so 11 year olds um but that's just it's hard to watch that's what i'll say it's hard to it. imagine very, the parents very, being okay with them filming that right honestly right but like and you know just to like i don't know like obviously you know girls love to dance and and you know having little girls dance no problem with that it's the gestures that they're doing while they're dancing that are very clearly um you know sexualized and i just don't think that that's appropriate for 11 year old girls to do at whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion on it. I, you know, whatever the libertarian position would be, I really don't care. It's hard for me to watch something like that because I imagine having a daughter and I'm just like, Oh man, you know, if I would not want her dancing like that, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I I would think the libertarian position on this is pretty difficult because we generally don't like the government to step in and do anything. The libertarian position on what those uh, girls were doing uh, for money, even as actors, like like I, I get that there is an idea behind the movie, which uh, Charlie, you were talking about it earlier. They're they're trying to make the point that it is. Uh, that children are being sexualized or that women. Well, the are girls being, are yeah. sexualized by society. And, you know, I get that with like the whole dress code and, you know, women have stricter standards when it comes to dress codes at school and they get sent home all the time and all those different kinds of things. And they are sexualized in a certain way. Um, whereas wouldn't it be better if we just teach boys, you know, not to, um, not to sexually 
um, demonize or uh, mistreat or, um, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, assault women. Like, wouldn't that mm-hmm. be better? And the, the answer to that is, well, yeah, we should teach young men how to properly treat women, um, not to sexualize them and all of that. That, that should be something that we teach young men to do. That's what I'm teaching my son uh, as he gets older, that there is a proper way to treat a lady and there's an improper way. And, you know, just because a so you're woman treating him the improper a, way or teaching no, him. Oh, okay, sorry. I got you. Yeah. yeah. And just because, you know, a, let's say just because a woman is wearing a skirt does not mean she, you know, she wants you like, that's not what that means. <clears throat> you know, you should speak to a woman properly. You should treat her with respect. Um, all of those sorts of things that that's obviously something we should teach young men, but at the same time, there has to be a, this isn't a black and white issue, right? There has to be, um, it has to be from both sides of, you know, what do we allow? Not what do we allow, but what are we teaching, um, young girls that it's okay to, let's say, make the sexualized moves or participate in something that is sexualized and then expect no reaction whatsoever from the, you know, evil men out there that do exist yeah. because they do exist. I think what's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, well, we should, what's a good analogy. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's like, well, you know, we should, we should, I don't know, teach waves not to drown people out in the ocean. <laughs> But at the same time, like waves drown people out in the ocean. So maybe you should just be careful when you try to ride a wave. I don't know. Well, I think, I think it does go both. It does go both waves here. <laughs> and uh, I, I do think that, <laughs> that there are two sides to the issue. This really comes down at the core of it to family and family values. I think that a lot of people are losing that. I think society's uh, going as hard away from that as they possibly can. And so that's not, that's not really a good thing. Um, it's interesting to me that the same people who are going to defend this movie are also going to, uh, and say that the, the point that it's making, oh, women are sex or over sexualized and, and girls are taught this from a young age. It's the same people that are going to be defending that Cardi B video WAP. You know, it's the, they're the same people. They're going to be defending both of them. And and completely ignore, say, what Ben Shapiro or Candace Owens were trying to say about this, which is that this is this is terrible for our society to be showing that it's empowering for a woman to use herself sexually as Cardi B literally has in her life when she drugged people uh, with, that wanted to have sex with her and then stole their money. Uh, as she literally has, is to take these people and hold them up in our society and show them that they are people who we think are famous and are going to get followed around. They're going to get pictures taken. They're going to look how many Instagram followers they're going to have and TikTok views and all this kinds of stuff. Um, I think there's a real problem in society when it comes to that, and that's going to come back down to uh, families taking care of families, people being good people. And when the government has a job, I think the only job is to protect the actual rights of people who are potentially being exploited in some kind of way. I don't know that this movie, this was actually, uh, I don't, I don't know that this movie 
where it was filmed or anything like that. Um, I don't think it's okay to film things like this for the purpose of making a point that things like this are bad because the people who filmed it are still children. The people who acted in it are still children. And, and that means that they could not make the, the appropriate decision as to whether or not it was a good idea to get down to almost no clothing and film something for a movie, making a bunch of sexual moves. And so if that is the idea that you're saying, then you're actually exploiting these individual children to make a point around the world that children are exploited in a sexual manner. But what about the rights of these specific kids? Like, could you make a straight-up pedophilia uh, pornography video to show how terrible it is that children are sold into sex slavery and and that there's pornography made? with children like could you do that and to make oh well we're making the point that it's a really bad thing and everyone's like oh yeah okay the broader point i get it yeah no what about those kids what about those right there do they have any rights should uh is there a should cps be involved in that well we'll not get into a cps conversation but should 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 cps be involved in that because do those children do those children's parents get to the side that those kids get to take one for the team for the broader society to make a, to make a political point or to make a, a societal point. Can, can we do yeah. that? I know this is serious, but I'm having a hard time because Magoo in the live group said VWA, which is, which is a volume weighted average awesome. price when it comes to trading. But, but when you so. add it to WAP, WAP, right. That's actually pretty. That's a good one. That's really funny. That's good. Uh, you know, my point is I, I'll push back a little bit on the Cardi B. Uh, and the only reason why is because she's an adult. So well, yeah, I think, I'm not saying she shouldn't be allowed know, to make the video. I'm talking right. about the, the broader societal implications for all the people who are going to be watching the video that are young. I'm not saying we should ban people from making that stuff. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. Right. What I'm saying is, and is you know, that think, good for society? Yeah. Well, and I, th- but, and then, then the other reason why I push back is because men for a long time, and I don't think it gets scrutinized enough, have, you know, rapped and sang music for, you know, a long time, the eighties, nineties for ways in which, you know, they would want certain mm-hmm. things. Right. And so, um, and, and I don't think it was frowned upon enough. And then now all of a sudden Cardi B does it as a woman and it, and it gets a lot more shame than I think the men got. Although there were some people speaking out about what men were doing too, but I just wanted to push back on that point. I think that, you know, as an adult, but here's what I'll say about this. You know, and I think uh, somebody made, uh, Wes made a comment saying problem isn't young girls dancing. It's the people want to watch young girls dance. And I'll say that's partially true. What I would add on to that is, is at no point would it ever be appropriate for uh, a little girl or a little boy in the middle of a dance to grab their crotch. Like why, why in the world would you grab your crotch in the middle of a dance if as a young boy or young girl? There's no way that's appropriate. I don't want little girls doing it or little boys. What he is saying is that clearly, the problem is that people clearly want to do that. And is and I, I, I see that point, and I definitely think that that is a matter. But that starts just like we were talking about with the family and the way that you're raised and the way that you're 
mind and your morality develops over time. You know, I, I just, I, I feel like that, that is the problem, but where do you start that? Like, are the people who want to watch that people who are, uh, younger right now that aren't being taught the proper values that are then going to grow up and be in society. And obviously that's not everyone, not everyone who uh, is that way is that way because they weren't raised properly, of course. But I, I do think that there's some responsibility of parents to teach proper values to their kids. So when those kids grow up, they teach proper values to their kids. And so mm -hmm. we can't just say it's the fault of the people that want it right now. Uh, when we're also potentially teaching the children right now that that's an okay thing to do and that they should be able to use their sexuality and be, you know, do, do these sexual things. What, what I, what I mainly have an issue with are the parents that were okay with doing that. I have an issue with the actual rights of the children that are filmed in that, in that movie uh, for that purpose. I realize they weren't in the nude or anything like that, but I don't know what the rules are about uh, taking children and depicting them in overly sexual manners. I don't know what what kinds of rules there are about that. I, I assume there's probably a couple. And so I think that that's really where that kind of conversation has to go. And um, back on the, the, the music thing, I mentioned Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens when talking about the WAP video, and Ben Shapiro has been going off about rap music for like his entire career. So... You know, it wouldn't be yeah. fair that all of a sudden Ben Shapiro decided to go off on Cardi B because she made a gross video. He's been reading lyrics to rap songs the entire time he's had a podcast. So yeah, that's true. He didn't just start doing that because society hates women. That's not that's yeah. that's not what's happening. So it's a uh, anyway. I think that it's a pretty disgusting movie. It's a pretty disgusting idea. I don't care what point you're trying to make. I don't think you get to exploit children to make a point for other children that are being exploited. I don't, I don't think that that serves individual rights. I think it takes away individual rights for the it's broader like saying, societal hey, rights. Murder is so wrong. And it's, you know, let me show yeah. you how wrong it is. Look at this person. So Boom. we'll actually <laughs> murder someone on camera to prove a point. Right. Live. About, so you can see yeah. all of it. Now we depict fake murders. Like a, maybe it would be one thing if the children in the video were actually all over 18 and they just looked really young, but that's yeah. not what actually happened here. So if you wanted to fake it, or maybe they were all CGI or whatever, then uh, we could have that conversation because there weren't actually any individual rights taken away in the filming of the video. And you weren't actually harming any people in the process of filming it potentially. So anyway, I just, I find it pretty gross and uh, pretty sad that there's so many people uh, in favor of it and so many people don't see what could potentially be wrong about it. So yeah, Agreed. Anyway, man. Agreed, my I'm, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so cancel go Netflix, are. I guess, is what's, is what's yeah, trending. That's what's trending. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. If you want to learn how to day trade, go to mastermytrades.com. We've got over 200 videos on the website. It's Charlie's birthday month, so you can use the promo code 20STONK to get 20% off. <laughs> <laughs> your uh i believe two months yes that's right let me check that doesn't sound like that could possibly yes it does say two months you get 20 percent off by using the promo code 20 stonk all right had some good trades today there's been some stuff moving like crazy and the the market's still in a bit of a a shift it's trying to find itself right now okay so when it finds itself we're going to be ready to pounce on that idea like the Democrats ready to pounce 
on Trump when he lies about something. I don't know. Whatever. That's the best thing I can come up with right there. So go to mastermytrades.com. You don't have to have any experience in trading because we're going to take you right from the very beginning all the way to where we are. So go over there and start learning today. Mastermytrades.com. Wes says the NFL tonight is the yeah, first NFL I think game it's tonight. It's a preseason game. Or, well, no, maybe it's pre-season? Thursday. Yeah, the season does start. Today's right? the 10th, September 10th. Yeah, are they starting with a Thursday night game? I don't know. Maybe. I really don't or know. Or is it the preseason that starts? I don't even know. I'm not watching this year. so I'm confused by their yeah. tactics, so I'm going to play tough till I, I figure don't it care. out. One bit. <laughs> but y'all watch your football if you want to. I know a lot of people are mad about some kneeling, but whatever. Just it's a game. Try not to pay attention to that stuff. Skip forward, you know, hit that record button, wait for 30 minutes in, skip forward if you want to. Who cares? Football's still fun to watch. Do what you want. That's the greatest thing about Liberty. (laughs) Do what you want. Watch it, don't watch it. Who gives a shit? There's love. Love is in the air. Yell and shout. Jump up and chase. It's good no matter what. (laughs) It's good no matter what. There's football on the TV. It's a great team. It's a bad team. (laughs) y'all join the patreon group by going to patreon.com slash good morning liberty that's patreon.com slash good morning liberty for as little as five bones a month that's right just five little tiny bones per month through a credit card or paypal whatever you want to pay with uh we'll get you access to the live group where we go live every single day when we want to and we do the podcast you can interact with us you can uh, chat with us obviously you guys hear us read the comments on here we have a lot of fun always and uh, if you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Please continue to share the show with a friend. Leave us that rating and review. It's been uh, it's been such a good year. And so we can't thank you all enough for that. It's in large part to all of the help that you guys uh, are doing. We do have some, uh, some more cool interviews coming up that I know our Patreon supporters will definitely be fans of. So there's some still some cool things in the works. So uh, continue to share the show. Leave us that rating review. Let us know what you think. If you do all of that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.